Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal of Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. Hey, hey, Jody. It, yeah. Now ask me if they found Bigfoot yet. <laughs> okay, did they find Bigfoot yet? Not yet. <laughs> Ah, that was a good one. <laughs> yes, he is totally worth the 10 minutes we just wasted. <laughs> oh, and, and you did you did to me what I always do to you at the beginning of this episode. That's right, I just jumped on in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I jumped into the hot tub. <laughs> ah, okay. Aha. Well, we both asked each other if we're ready like three or four times, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, but let me tell you this first. <laughs> uh, as, as obvious from the title of the episode and the horrible pun joke thing, we're discussing big feet. Yes. Plural, big foot, right? Like proud foot and proud feet and proud foots. <laughs> well, you know, um, I've, I've got a note here that actually kind of talks about that. I will, I, I, I will elaborate on that uh, a, a little, little further in. <laughs> cool if anybody's wondering why this is number three in our cryptid episode by the way i'm just gonna say that it's because i'm drinking a sierra nevada bigfoot barley wine barley wine nice and i got him a while back and i told jody we have to record this one before i drink them all so i can have one (laughs) actually have two left well as of tonight after we're done i'll only have one left unless i drink (laughs) both (laughs) said sierra nevada right Yep, Sierra Nevada. I might actually look for that because we get Sierra Nevada stuff here. Barley wine, it should be good for a little while. Oh, yeah, 9.6%. It'll be good for a while. So, Bigfoot. Yeah. Big feet or Bigfoots, whichever that you'll talk about soon or (laughs) in a bit or whenever. (laughs) Well, I was going to let you get started. Okay. (laughs) Starting. Woo! All right. So, I got some notes. And some ideas. Me too. Oh, good. Yeah, it's different. We almost did together. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was gonna say I actually did notes for one of James's episodes. <laughs> damn. I said, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Oh, whew. damn. I'm, I'm dying here. I'm dying. <laughs> Although, I'm not dying from the taste of this barley wine. Mmm, malty, deep, figgy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to get through a few things real quick because I found some local legends that I thought would be neat to go along with some of our basics of Bigfoot's things. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to get into these, but I'm going to mention them just so you all know that mm-hmm. we did look them up. Or at least I did. We might have both. Whatever. And Jody could have things. I don't know. It's hard to tell. He's got notes this time. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. <laughs> so, so, of course, we know about the most famous... Bigfoot footage from the 1967 film shot by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin in Northern California. That's the mm-hmm. one where it's the, the Bigfoot walk where, you know, he kind of is just kind of trundling on by. So yeah, kind of turns yeah. and looks at the camera guy as he goes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and you can try to enhance it, whatever. It's still hard to tell if it's a the actual Bigfoot or somebody playing around or what it is. So, you know, I'm going to say it's Bigfoot. Yeah. And uh, of course, British explorer Eric Earl Shipton snapped a photo while tracking through the Himalayas in 1951, uh, alleging that the footprint belonged to a Yeti. So yes, um, you, you can find that picture. Jody may have more on that here in a little bit. Uh, well, I, a little bit, yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. Um, Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Jo- sorry, not Jonestown. Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're baffled by a footprint measuring 17.75 inches found near a residential home in 1980. And it coincided with reports of strange noises and a strong but unusual odor in the area. But of course, I can easily explain that. That was me walking around without pants, which explains the 17.75 inches and the odor. No. <laughs> well, one of those is right. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> Moving on, asshole. <laughs> 2012, Provo Canyon, the Utah Hills. Hiker is walking through them when he mm-hmm. spotted a large animal. When he got closer, the animal stood up on two legs and started throwing rocks at him, which is supposedly a trademark behavior of Sasquatches. Uh-huh. But those are kind of the, the big famous ones. I have some stories from the areas Jody and I grew up in, uh, in Indiana and, and Park and Vermillion County, because I thought that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, Things I did not know until doing Bigfoot things. <laughs> okay. Some cryptozoologists, when they talk about sightings, will classify them. And, and, and I, I don't know if they do this for all cryptids, but they certainly do for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And that's Class A, Class B, Class C, where Class A is a clear sighting where misrepresentation or misinterpretation uh, can be ruled out with pretty good confidence. You know, big mm-hmm. footprints or, or whatever. Uh, class B is where possible Sasquatch sighting was observed at a great distance or in poor lighting. Um, so it's not a real clear view, but, you know, could be. And uh, Class C are second, third-hand reports with untraceable stories. So they're just kind of more like a friend of a friend type of thing where they're neat stories, but you can't really can't really depend on a whole lot. Yeah, that, that's kind of like your sister's brother's cousin. <laughs> Conan the Destroyer reference there. <laughs> it's also uh, in an Irish pub song. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, is it? But yeah. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it right now because it'll take up too much time. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it reminds me of uh, Spaceballs, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> More helmet. More helmet. <clears throat> anyway uh so as you've heard we've mentioned a few different terms bigfoot yeti sasquatch yeah and and um before you go on the the terms um of course yeti is it usually you know the one that they they cite in the himalayas and that's it's because it's the i guess the word that they use there the uh the sherpa in nepal so i i kind of think if they're real, if they do exist, um, then they're, yeah, they're probably related. Well, yeah, I was going to ask your theory on that. If, if they're yeah. the same, the same genus or race or whatever you want to call it, but just different environmental things or, or, or cousins or, you know, something. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that probably, um, because one is in the Americas and, and one is in, in Asia, although, uh, I, okay, so what? So my notes came from a uh, a National Geographic special um, called "Hunt for the Abominable Snowman." Uh, it came out in 2011, and the, the guy actually, uh, of course, "Abominable Snowman" is you know what? I, 
you know, like like the guy you said took the picture in the Himalayas in the 1920s. I get, I'm thinking because that was one of my notes that uh, from the special is that the surveyors on Mount Everest reported seeing something, but they didn't really elaborate on that sighting. Just to, so I'm guessing that 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 uh, that was the same, if not the same expedition, it was close to it. Yeah, that could yeah. be it. Uh, yeah. I almost watched it, but you know, you said you're going to, and that kept me from having to. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, the the guy uh, uh, Jerry Moffat, um, he's an he's an explorer. He's he's done several expeditions in in the Himalayas and Mount Everest and all that. Um, and I I think he's from Scotland. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, he's got a he's definitely got a Scottish sounding accent. Um, but he lives in the U.S. and he trains. In, in like the Pacific Northwest and, and the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that for his expeditions in the Himalayas. When he's, when he's you know, in the Himalayas, he's, he's with the Sherpas. And the Sherpas consider the Yeti, um, uh, they, they basically consider it a god. Oh, so, cool. they, so they definitely believe that he's real or that, that, that the Yeti is real. And uh, one of the things that... Uh, uh, as, as uh, Jerry Moffat did was here in the U.S. He he interviewed a woman, um, Reba Taran, and she is part of the Eastern Shoshone tribe. She said Sasquatch or Bigfoot. That uh, the the Shoshone name, uh, you're, you're going to love this, is Bia Numbi or Bia Numb. Okay, and Bia Numbi translates to big feet and be a nump translates to bigfoot so in the shoshone language his name is literally bigfoot or big feet see because he's got two of them exactly <laughs> but and and i don't know that they necessarily consider him a god because i don't I, you know I, I i actually am not as up on the native americans uh mythologies and stuff as i would actually like to be um, but she said that they uh, they do consider him to be magical, and that he's a shapeshifter, and that's why nobody can really find him. When he know you know when when Bigfoot knows somebody's looking for him, he shapeshifts into something smaller, and he can get away because they're not looking for that small thing; they're looking for the big thing. <laughs> and 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 apparently, yeah, and and apparently the Sherpas believe that that the Yeti can change shape as well. So, huh. so almost like trickster gods. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. They and they, but they didn't. The Sherpas believe that the Yeti, uh, like its its voice is uh, very powerful, and if you you hear it, it could um, harm or even kill you. It's it's uh, the the sound that it makes, and um, one of the guys that they that they interviewed for that. Oh yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, this guy's name is uh, Ian Redman, and uh, he's—I uh, I think he was an anthropologist or something. But um, so he's—he studied like uh, gorillas, you know. He and they—they and they, they talked a bit about mountain gorillas because um, they actually make some comparison between mountain gorillas and what people have, you know, described of, of Yeti and, and Bigfoot. And uh, he said, you know, when when you got a, a a silverback charging at you and it's letting out this roar it it can be pretty terrifying and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> yeah 
So, so I'm going to go back to the big feet, Bigfoot thing. Yeah. So that's what Native Americans in the U.S. call it, right? That's a, what the a tribe. That, that, yeah, that's what the Shoshone name for it is. So if they call him either Bigfoot or Big Feet, that's still just a creature. Have we decided what the plural would be if there's more than one of them? I don't know. I they they didn't say that. Uh, see, I'm going to go with Tolkien, fucking philologist, <laughs> and I'm going to say it's Big Foots is the pearl just like proud feet. probably because you yeah. know it's bigfoot there's more than one it's bigfoots yeah or sasquatches sasquatches yetis you know sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you ever heard of the i'm gonna horribly mispronounce this or maybe i won't i don't know gigantopithecus i have i have notes <laughs> <laughs> I, my notes consist of saying it's an extinct genus of ape from the early to middle Pleistocene. You know, identification been made all around the China, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia. Yeah. Up to nine foot, 600 pounds based off the teeth. And um, some people think that perhaps just like humans kept going, that this is an offshoot of the, the Gigantopithecus. It, it could be. Yeah, they, they talked about that in that special um yeah about nine foot they said about th three meters so I'm, I'm thinking that's about nine foot yeah yeah um and uh that's i'm not sure they said about three hundred thousand years ago and that that was probably about that that uh, geological era that you were but uh they didn't they didn't say maybe an offshoot but they did say um I, we, we know that there were primates that big so it is possible maybe that there is still something out there yeah, and that was in China, and back at that time, there's still the land bridge from Asia to the Americas, and that could have been when yeah. some came over, and some did not, and that's why we have Yeti over in the Himalayas, and mm -hmm. Sasquatches and Bigfoots here in the Americas. Yeah. Ooh, we just blew your minds. Well, probably not. <laughs> she, she cleaned those up. Brains. <laughs> I've got a little note that kind of goes with this, and that's uh, cryptozoologists, like the ones who actually try to use science, they talk about the range of sightings. Mm -hmm. For example, we talked about this with Nessie and, and you know, all the, the big water creatures that we've talked about, the two episodes, but they, they have that lake monster latitude. So even Scotland and, and Lake Erie, yeah, they, they are about the same latitude where they're all found. So that actually is a good sign because it means that's their habitat and it's yes. good. Yeah. But then people will say, well, the Yetis are up in the mountains and the, you know, Bigfoot is found all over America. So where's its natural habitat? Well, again, that's what we're saying is that they stayed in the Himalayas. They're cold weather. That's where you find them here in America. They're still primates. You know, they can be all over the damn place. They mm -hmm. can pretty much roam wherever and they're hairy. So they can be a bit North, you know, yeah. It does not mean that, you know, finding them all over is a strike against them. They're kind of like humans, a little more capable. Yeah. Um, that, uh, of course, you heard about the dumbass thing that that state representative or whatever in Oklahoma did, and he wants to open Bigfoot season for hunters. Okay, whatever, dumbass. Well, it's a good way to get money for the state because they're going to sell licenses. <laughs> yeah. I, and they, I mean, I'm, 
anybody that shoots a Bigfoot um, or shoots at a Bigfoot, I'm hoping Bigfoot kicks his ass. Um, that's why I'm not worried about it. Bigfoot yeah. kicks his ass. Yeah. That, that's a very good point that you made, though, about the the areas where they would where they would live. So, so in the in the in the Nat, Nat Geo special, they made uh, or that they talked about how both uh, Sasquatch and Yeti are uh, both typically seen, or that the sightings typically come from regions. So, so Sasquatch typically is seen in the forest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and and I I would say not all, obviously because you've got some from from indiana and you know there was oklahoma that we just talked about but typically it's pacific northwest in the mountainous regions the rockies and 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 you know idaho and uh washington and oregon up up in there typically is, is where you hear of you know the sightings or you know california and the mountain ranges the yeti sightings seem to be you know in the more mountainous areas but just below those mountainous areas, altitude-wise, are forested regions, lush with vegetation, providing cover for even large animals. They think, or, or, or some of the guys they talked to in, the, in that Nat Geo special think that the reason why you get the Yeti sightings in the mountains is because you're using... Uh, because it's usually the climbers that, that see them that you know either see the eddy or see the, the the tracks or whatever it's in those areas where they're you know it's it's a valley or it's a mountain pass the, the speculation is it lives in the forested area but it's traveling from one area to the other and it's using the same route that the climbers are using yeah, so neat. Because where they where they see the tracks are in areas where there is nothing. There's no vegetation. There's almost no animal life whatsoever. It's too cold for anything, because of the altitude. But it's you know it's an area that can be traversed to get to the the, the next valley over that's got trees and you know a forest or whatever. Uh, that makes pretty damn good sense. Yeah, and if it's a big creature like the elephant, it's just got to keep moving and eating. Yeah, Ooh, I like so, that between and, areas to hide in and being a trickster god. I mean, um, just being able to change shape. <laughs> That's what I, you know. I was thinking when when you, uh, uh, you you said that the that one guy saw saw something and then it stood up and started throwing rocks at him, and it just that made me think of you know monkeys and flinging their poo. <laughs> uh, maybe he was actually on his way to rivendale and found a stone giant and sort of never mind uh, yeah moving on <laughs> so now when you say yeti and not yeti sorry bigfoot and sasquatch to you yeah. those are the same thing right yes yeah i to to me and and I don't know which tribe that comes from, but if I remember right, Sasquatch is another Native American name for, for Bigfoot. Okay, because I, I use it interchangeably too, with Yeti being more like a cousin type of thing. Or, yes, or the same thing, but you know, just like there are Asian humans and European human, you know, that that type. right. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, that would be my guess. You know, 
there, there may be enough of a difference that you could give it a slightly different name if, if they were actually to find one and categorize or, or find one of each and categorize them, you, you know, it, it'd probably be like saying, oh, well, this is, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a panda bear. Here's a black bear. <laughs> you know okay that one's from china that one's from you know north america yeah but they can still get it on and make little tiny things with huge feet <laughs> <laughs> it's still a bear it's still gonna eat you <laughs> yeah that's what i have um, a couple stories so you know whatever you still have or I can do the stories and you um, back with more information. Whatever, I'm good. Well, um, yeah. Why don't I? I mean, why don't why don't I finish off what I my notes here and let me do this one and then you can do stories and then I got a couple other things I could talk about after you do stories. Cool. Baha. Um. So there's a uh, scientist. Oh, is this doctor? Yeah, he was a doctor. Okay, <laughs> I did write doctor down there. Um. All right. So there's this doctor Jeff Meldrum. He's an anatomist and an evolutionary biologist at uh, Idaho State University. Um, he's, he's actually collected and studies footprints and, you know, castings made from, from, from tracks and stuff like that of uh, a wide variety of animals. And he, he actually does study Bigfoot and Yeti footprint, you know, pictures and castings and stuff like that. Um, not because he necessarily believes, but he thinks there's enough evidence that it should be studied kind of thing. Well, so, cool. yeah. Um, but he, he makes some, some good points about, um, you know, kind of like we were talking about, you know, being a primate and I don't want to say compares it to mountain gorillas, but he uses mountain gorillas as an example. Um, kind, kind of like the Ian Redmond guy did. Um, and, and I, I actually, I, this, I looked up online. Um, there are fewer than 1,000 individual mountain gorillas in existence right now. Wow. I mean, yeah, their population is endangered. What Meldrum was saying, though, uh, well, and, and first, you know, here we're, we're talking about this creature or, or two, two related creatures that, you know, people have cited, but there's there's been no hard scientific evidence of their existence. But mountain gorillas weren't discovered until 1902. So a little over a hundred years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Meldrum, this, this Dr. Jeff Meldrum, um, he thinks that if Yeti and or Sasquatch ex do exist, um, it may have an even smaller population size than the mountain gorilla. So it would be much harder to find. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'm not necessarily a believer, because, you know, he's a scientist and he, he, you know, he, he wants hard evidence, but he at least, you know, he's at least willing to study it. And, you know, a lot of the stuff he says, hey, yeah, there, there may be something to this. So he's a Bigfoot agnostic, not a Bigfoot atheist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even a Bigfoot apologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to get that. I've got, I got two other things I can talk about, but if you want to do your stories now, that's, um, I'll save mine for after. Cool. Oh, by the way, theory that goes with that, what you uh -huh. said before I told my, the story or two. Yeah. Uh, mentioned Terry Pratchett several times, one of my favorite authors. Yes. There's a group of monks 
in the Discworld series that actually use time. Like they can control time a bit and they live up in the mountains where there are also yetis and the yetis have managed to work things out where they also can control time, which is why there's no proof of them because whenever they're caught, they can flip time enough to go back to the little moment right before and change which way they were going so they don't get caught, which kind of goes with your trickster God thing. Well, okay. Yes, it does. You just, said, you just said God. I'm the one who's saying trickster God. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Well, it goes along with the whole the, the magical supernatural aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny that you mentioned monks in a monastery in the mountains because that's one of the things I have for after your stories. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. It, I don't know. That may be where Terry Pratchett got it. I don't know. <laughs> Could be he actually worked with a folklorist who would actually know folklore things. So when you read his books and you're like, oh, that sounds really, you know, folk. And I, yeah, it is. Cause it's based off of actual folklore and knowledge from <laughs> and, and, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, could be. And that boys and girls is only half the story. Oh, we want it all. You'll get it all in the next exciting episode of Bigfoot. Big feet. And, and his sidekick, Yeti. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say boy Sasquatch or something. <laughs> Same big Bigfoot station. Same Bigfoot time. Good gravy, man. And his sidekick, Potato Roll. I've always liked that one. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Bigfoot, though. That would have been better in the Cooking with Beer episode. <laughs> yeah, would have, but that's okay. But yes. <laughs> yes. This this episode, much like the additional outro we're now recording, was running long, so we thought we'd split it in half. And yes, like Jody said, you'll get more. You'll get yours. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so on that note, we'll let you go. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Now, ask me if they found Bigfoot yet. Um, no. Oh, that reminds me. I do have something to tell you that, um, or I, I, I was going to say, I got something to, to, uh, yeah, you know what? Never mind. Just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but it's going in at the end. Push <laughs> that one off. <laughs> I did this one. I did that one. Yeah. <laughs>